his debut on the bench last night for your Milwaukee Bucks. And I think, despite the outcome, 113 to 107, they lost to the Nuggets. I think mostly people are excited about Doc Rivers taking over as head coach of the Bucks, And maybe that's because they saw what was happening under Adrian Griffin and thought, we got to improve. Window is closing here for the Milwaukee Bucks to win an NBA title. And if they don't do something to get to right the ship, to get these guys on track, they're going to run out of time. Don't have a lot of time, Gabe. In fact, that has been the big thing, the big conversation that, that Doc has addressed that other people have addressed. You know, there were like 30-plus games, 36 games or something like that when he took over for them to... And again, they're not out of it by any stretch of the imagination, right? They're still one of the top teams in the East. But Doc did say at his introductory press conference that that is one thing that he is not thrilled about while taking over this very prestigious job. Listen, I've never done this. Uh, I wouldn't wish this on anyone. I I can tell you that just from the day and a half. Uh, But it's going to be a challenge. It's it's a challenge that, that I'm running towards. Um, got to get organized quickly, you know, um, can't try to do too much too soon. We're in the middle of a season, so we got to try to keep our rhythm. Um, there are changes that, that, that we have to make. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Um, and, uh, we'll start working on it immediately. You know, it's, it's interesting. I looked at our calendar, you know, um, I should have waited until after All-Star break. You know, this is a tough stretch, uh, but that's good, too. Okay, so that was Doc Rivers at his introductory press conference on Saturday. Chu, what do you make of those comments, particularly the I wouldn't wish this on anyone? It feels a little dramatic. Posturing. He's posturing, which is fine. I mean, it is a tough situation uh, that he's thrust upon, not only not only because he's coming halfway through the season, it's just his assistant pool is very limited because most quality assistants are on other teams right now, so it's going to be tough. You know how I look at it? I kind of look at it like the Packers this season, you know? Yeah, they're going to struggle. Early in the year, the Packers are, what, 2-5, and five, doom and gloom. He's just got to kind of follow the same trajectory as the Packers as it gets closer to the playoffs that's when you want to see this team gelling. I'm not worried. They're too good. Um, but this is going to be a process, and they have to be patient. And not only that, Giannis has to embrace it, right? Has to embrace it. And, and uh, Lillard and all the guys have to say, okay, they have to understand that this is not going to happen overnight. It's going to take some time. There's going to be some losses, but that's fine. It all The only thing that matters is the playoffs. That's it. And not playing the Celtics too early. Yeah, right, I, yeah, I'm 100% there with you. I think the only thing that matters is the playoffs. They've gotten basically to 32 wins this season on talent alone. Like Based on everything, when you go back and listen to all the comments that Giannis made sometimes after the games, like, oh, hey, we don't have a defensive identity. We are allowing threes. Do we want guys here? Do we, what, what are we doing defensively? And then you go back and you see all the different articles, whether it was from The Athletic or ESPN or Bleacher Reports and all these different reports that came out. It seemed like this was a rudderless ship, and they basically got to 32 and 14 on talent alone. But it seems like that's what they did. Like, talent alone. Like, this roster's good enough that despite not having any direction, they got to the second-best record in the Eastern Conference. So the fact that Doc is going to give them some direction 
and it's going to take a little bit of time, like you said, Chu. The, the important thing here is that you're looking like you're hitting your stride getting into the postseason. Now, hopefully that means you can maintain the two or three seed. I know the schedule is one of the, if not the toughest in the NBA for the rest of the season for the Bucks. But if they can maintain that two or three seed and, yeah, hold off the Celtics to the Eastern Conference Finals, I think you're going to be looking at a pretty good pretty good run here for Doc and So how do we measure incremental success then? Is it as simple as wins and losses? Is it we get to the All-Star break and we see how many wins they've, you know, collected since then is it starting at the all-star break we see or do you need to see much like with the Packers season we were uh, basing the success of the season on whether or not they determined if Jordan Love was the guy are there other metrics you're looking at as a Bucks fan to see if this thing is headed in the right direction and they can make not only make the postseason but make the championship game because to me guys I got to be honest with you this feels Larry O'Brien or bust it feels like a Larry O'Brien uh, or bust really? season for the Milwaukee Bucks. Okay. Uh, the window's open, though. Like with As long as you have Giannis and Dame under contract, you've got these guys, you've got this tight three-year window. I don't know if it's Larry O'Brien. It's definitely Eastern Conference Finals or bust. Like, that Celtics team is really good. I think the Bucks match up better against Philadelphia because, you know, they, they revolve around Embiid. The Bucks have a lot of bodies they can throw at them. And here's the other wrench that's going to get thrown into this. The one thing, like John Horst is probably the favorite of every Wisconsin sports fan out there. Because John Horst at every trade deadline does what you always want him to do. I mean, he's he takes the big swings. It always hasn't worked out in terms of some of the pieces they've acquired, but he is always active. He is always looking to improve that team, and he's not afraid to take that swing. So he may be even mixing some things up roster-wise when that trade deadline hits, which is going to throw another wrench into the whole thing. But I guess my question to you is, why isn't it Larry O'Brien or Bust? If it's not Larry O'Brien or Bust, why why did you get rid of Adrian Griffin? Like Adrian Griffin, as you mentioned, on talent alone and maybe uh, under the assumption that he continues to evolve as a coach as the season goes on and figures some of the stuff out, gets this team to the postseason, right? Maybe even stumbles their way to the Eastern Conference Finals. Like, you bring Doc Rivers in because your expectation is to bring the trophy home. Because you lost the team. Once you lose the team, it's hard to get the team back. Oh, the Bucs said that wasn't the case. What was that? You, you think that was you, you don't yeah. think you you so you you're gonna maintain you're gonna sit you're gonna you're taking the position that he did not lose the team. I'm saying the Bucks said he didn't lose the team. That's what that's the position I'm taking. A lot of things are said. That's based in fact. That's what they Doc said. Doc also said he wouldn't wish this upon anyone. But so I'll, 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 which again I'll tell you. felt dramatic. <laughs> then, I mean, again, you're taking one of the best rosters in the league with two bona fide superstars, all star starters, and you're like Oh, this is very difficult. Forty million dollars in uh, a contract. Thank you for your service. You, you Doc. move on from Adrian Griffin because superstars can request their time, their way out at any time. So to keep those guys happy and that to believe in the organization and keep it moving forward, like your your second fiddle here is Dame Lillard, who just put up a whole fit to get out of Portland. So what's stopping him from doing it again if he doesn't trust the coach and the organization? You know, the, the players are a big piece of it, too, because players hate to meet. And they certainly hate to meet to meet. Oh, I'm just telling you, they hate to here. meet to meet. Look at that. But, you know, w- when you have this situation that has arisen, you have to meet more. Because you're, you're, you're learning a whole new system. Now, he's going to take it slow, but players have to be okay. Hey, Saturday, you know. 
uh, we got to come in and practice and meet to go over this stuff. And there's bad, guy, players, especially the later you get into the season, don't like that. But that's the other thing, too. And that's what when Gabe was alluding to the schedule, like a lot of people have talked about this with Doc taking over. There's very few practice days. Like they're playing games and they're traveling. Yeah. So they'll, they'll have to maximize their shoot around to install new offensive plays, defensive scheme and whatnot. And so that takes away a little bit from like, focusing on that night's game plan. It's more of a broader approach at every single opportunity they have to have the whole team together on the floor. That's why everyone's got to be patient. Got to be patient, right, Gabe? Yeah, I think it's it's not about, oh, by the the All-Star break's only two weeks away. I don't think they're going to have this all solved in two weeks. I think it's going to take close to the start of the playoffs. I think we're going to have to get to the beginning of April and things are going to have to start looking good. I mean, they, they came out last night. The defense was good. I mean, they held Jokic to 25 points on 25 shots. So that's a step in the right direction. Not to say they're not going to have a misstep and give up, you know, a 40-point quarter. Or I mean, Murray still went off last night, and the perimeter defense is going to be a question just based on the personnel that they have. But even with the personnel that they have, they should have been better than 27th or whatever they ranked defensively. It was down near the bottom mm-hmm. in the month of January. Like, they're good enough to be a middle-of-the-road defense. And, by the way, it is worth noting that the Nuggets won the play- the, the NBA Finals last year with the 17th-ranked defense. So it's not like they have to get back to being a top-10 defense in order to win a championship. It's just got to be competent enough, and then you let the offense yeah, and Dame and Giannis Barrett. do his thing. Just yeah, Joe Barry. Maybe they should hire Joe, Joe Barry. Barry. Yeah, hey, he's available. Okay, can we? And then we could be really call him moment? Joe Barry Carroll. <laughs> can we be serious for a moment, please? <laughs> sure. Are you telling me, Chu, it's not Larry O'Brien or Bust for no. Bucks? Like if they go to the finals and lose, I'm fine with that. Well, oh. I'm fine with it. I want them to win, oh. but like the and, and the Celtics are going to be a tough matchup. That's they're a really damn good team, and. That's going to be a tough one because they have so many players on the perimeter that you have to account for. And maybe they make a trade and it, it makes the matchup, you know, a, a little less but in the favor of Boston. But that's going to be a tough matchup. A, they're not going to be. They're not going to have home court advantage in that series either. You're going to have to and go that's to Boston. a great story too, right? Oh Doc, yeah, with Doc. Doc going back to Boston and Drew Holiday coming to Milwaukee. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that'd be a great story. I still think they have one of the best rosters in the NBA. So I fully expect them to be in the Eastern Conference Finals this year. I guess I just don't understand why you move on from Adrian Griffin unless you expect to win the trophy and the title this year. I mean, I, I think Josh's wouldn't point was given the best. Him, but wouldn't you have given him a longer leash? Not if he's already lost the team. So the yeah. players said, got to get this guy out. Got to do something different. It's not working. Yeah, I mean, if you've lost the team, and as fickle as the NBA can be in terms of player movement... You got to make those decisions quickly. 800 990 3776. Is it LOB or bust for the Milwaukee Bucks this season? The Doc Rivers era officially began last night with a loss to the Nuggets, but Gabe said they looked good. Defen- uh, they looked good defensively. Thank you. I played better defensively. Played better defensively. Still came up short. You said they had like a 19 point quarter. I didn't get to watch the yeah, game. Yeah, 19 last point night. third quarter. Not great. Yeah, that's. 
Not what you're looking for. 800-990-3776. Weigh in on that. Is it championship or bust for the Milwaukee Bucks this season? We'll take a break here on Jen Game and Chewy. Be right back after this. Hey, guys, let me tell you about the best purchase that I have made recently. I was always a fan of using a infrared sauna. In fact, when I would go to my gym, I would actually book times to lay in the sauna. And then I was like, what if I had one of these at home? Wouldn't that help with my sleep and my skin and my overall health? And the fact is, it does. So I bought a good health sauna at the State Fair, and I have never been happier with a purchase. They are a local company. I love supporting the local community. Appleton and Waukesha is where they are based. You can go to their website to see what they have available at goodhealthsaunas.com. The infrared saunas that they have really can make you feel better every single day. Sat in the sauna yesterday for 30 minutes, felt great afterwards. Go ahead and check them out on their website, goodhealthsaunas.com, goodhealthsaunas.com, and tell them Jen from Jen, Gabe, and Chewy sent you. Celebrating a huge day here on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Let's go out to the phone lines, 800-990-3776. Wayne in Port Washington is on first with Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Talking about those Milwaukee Bucks, is it championship or bust this year for the team, Wayne? Hey, I think it's championship. Uh, I'm with Gabe, and I'll tell you why. That this team is already looking a lot better, looking like it has a lot more desire, a lot more hustle on defense. Uh, as soon as Prunty took over, they, they came to life in those two games against Cleveland and against uh, New Orleans. And last night, okay, they lost in Denver, but we've got to remember, they got blown out last year in Denver with Drew Holiday. But my, my bigger concern is that on offense, Giannis has taken threes toward the end of a tight game, and Damian Lillard is kind of looking just like a guy out there instead of the, the stud we're expecting him to be. So I, I really think they've got the pieces. I think that uh, I wasn't wild about Rivers, but, you know, maybe he's got something to prove too, redemption like this team that he's not a choker. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of with Gabe on this. I think he can just maybe do it. The thing that makes me excited about Doc, and I, Craig kind of went over it when he joined us this past Friday. If you missed it, check it out, Wisconsin On Demand. Um, wherever you get your podcasts. And Doc's never had, I think I think really since he was in Boston, I don't know if he's had a roster this good. He's never had that top team. He's had a team that's been the three or the four seed, and yeah, maybe they have to pull off an upset. And if the biggest concern is Doc choking away playoff series, now they have one of the best closers in the NBA, Dame Lillard. And I think that can counteract. I think that can be a big. I think that can make everything kind of work together. Now, whether that comes again, it's a tight time window for it all in order to come together by the end of the season. But it's a veteran enough team, and Doc, I think, is a good enough coach where by April they may have this thing humming. Reaction rolling in on the ESPN Milwaukee talk and text line. Bucks are getting no positive minutes from their bench. That from Nick, but also I thought I saw that. Doc, and again, I know Doc only coached one game so far, but doesn't he have a bit of a track record of? Uh, I want to say this delicately without seeming insulting, ignoring developing players. Hasn't he been known as kind of a guy who kind of globs on to the superstars and the rotation guys and mm-hmm. then rides those rotations pretty hard? Um, not as bad as, um, now I'm forgetting the Knicks coach name. Um, Thibodeau? Yeah, Thibodeau, yes. Not as bad as Thibodeau. Um, but yeah, and, and look, I mean, there's not really outside of two players – there's not really a lot of developmental guys on this roster anyway. 
and Marjan. Marjan and and Andre Jackson are kind of the two that y- you want to get some minutes out of, and we'll see how much that works out. But Is that part of the reason that Marjan went back to the herd so he could kind of? Yeah, you got to make sure you know if, if, as long as you can keep sending him up and down. All right, lots of reactions rolling minutes. in. Actually, Chew, we're going to take a break here on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy, and start the second hour in two minutes. Two minutes.